Neves Solicitors are proud to sponsor The Parent Show. The friendly team at Neves includes specialists who can guide you through all the legal ups and downs of family life. Visit nevesolicitors.co.uk. Neves Solicitors, your complete legal solution. Welcome to The Parent Show on Radio Verulam 92.6 FM. I'm Lydia L. Curry. Hi, I'm Seema Barker. Now, we have a fabulous show lined up for you this evening. If you're one of the few people that hasn't been to the St. Albans Museum, we want to know why. Isn't that right, Seema? Well, I have to admit here... Don't, don't. You're this, not one of them. I, I uh, in the interest of the programme, haven't been to the museum. Ah. So I'm going to be asking questions on behalf of the listeners tonight about, uh, you know, what does a museum offer? What am I going to get from it when I go there for the first time? I want you to know this was a deliberate choice. Of course it was. Of course it was. Yeah, very good. I think that's called, um, what's that called? I don't know. Something like yeah. real effort, commitment. Yeah. Yes, real <laughs> commitment. Anyway, the rest of St. Albans, I'm sure, has been or if not, are definitely going to be going very, very soon. So if you've seen it, you'll know it's a beautiful, modern uh, building that's been renovated and it's right in the centre of our city. And it's also a fantastic resource for parents who want to know the whole history of St. Albans. And we'll be learning more about that. So to speak to us this evening, we're first of all, we're going to speak to Eleanor Payne and Cal- Caroline Eldred about the project, where it started. And we'll also be talking through what it has to offer local families. Now, do you know what the family trail is, Seema? I uh, would have to say I don't. See, this is great because we're going to tell you all about that as well. And we've got Helen Burridge joining us from BID and she might tell us what that is as well. And they are sponsoring it and will be telling us all about what the family trail is. So listeners, get your pen and paper out. Take a few notes. We'll be mirroring everything we're talking about on our Facebook page, The Parents Show. So if you miss anything, it'll be there. So while the project was being developed, there was actually teacher consultation process going on at the same time with local schools. And I'm really delighted to say that we'll be talking to Faye Honeybell from Bernard's Heath Junior School all about her experience. So let's get straight to the experts and we have <laughs> Caroline and Eleanor joining us in the studio this evening. How are you doing? Good, thank very you. Well, thank you. You're very welcome on the parent show. So tell us, this is a huge project and such a massive success. <laughs> I, I bet you're exhausted just thinking about all the time you've spent on it over the last how many years? Uh, I've been on the project since uh, 2011. Wow. That, oh my gosh. So it's a seven year project. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and that's Eleanor speaking. And Eleanor, you're trust, oh, sorry, that's Caroline speaking. You're trustee of St. Albans Museums and Galleries Trust. That's correct. Yes. And so you have been involved really from what the conception of the idea of the new museum? Uh, yeah, back in 2011, we were talking about, you know, what to do about the Museum of St. Albans in Hatfield Road mm-hmm. and also what to do about the town hall. And uh, the council came up with the concept of putting the museum into the town hall. Yeah, which is which is a lovely building. Oh, it's beautiful. Yes. Georgian built in 1831. Ah, I did not know that. And And so 2011 to 2018... Yes. So that's, and, and that's going to be really interesting. What, what are we talking about? Um, how long does it take for it to get approval, for it to get off the ground? Um, all of those kind of things. So we started off putting together a project plan. We uh, spoke to the Heritage Lottery Fund 
and having spoken to them, they said, that sounds like a good idea. You then have to put in a round one application. You then hopefully get approval for that. We didn't the first time round, ah. so we had to resubmit that. Right, okay. Um, and I can't remember off the top of my head what date we resubmitted that. Um, we then went through what they call the development phase, which started in uh, 2015, and we submitted a round two application at the end of that. Right. And then we got approval to start. Then we could appoint contractors to do the work, the Wilmot Dixon, and then following on from that, they started on site in January 20, no, was it, uh, sorry, November 2016. Mm. Right. So, I mean, I mean, that in itself is really interesting. It's good for people to know. I think that, uh, you know, the process has obviously been one that's had a lot of support because when the bid was turned down, I suppose, uh, when the, when the funding didn't come through the first time, that yeah. must have taken, uh, you know, real commitment to carry on forward with that. Yeah. I think, uh, everybody on the project was, had such great belief that this would be a fantastic project. And we we had various different concepts. Do we dig a basement? Do we put something incredible up on the roof? Well, we thought that would take a bit more effort to get through planning. Yep. Yeah. And and so now, um, interestingly, I am one of the, uh, just like some of the listeners out there who haven't yet had a chance, because it is still quite newly open. It's only been, what is it, a couple of months? It's just over, just over a month, actually. Uh, month. 8th of June it opened. Right. Okay. That makes me feel a bit better that I haven't made it down there yet. Um, but, um, tell us what the building is like. So we dug down and created a new basement, which is the same, uh, floor space as where the, cafe was the old cafe merchant tea and coffee company yep. that had to be hand dug down in yep. case there were archaeological finds they wow. didn't because it was just mud underneath it we didn't know what we would find they got little once they dug down and secured the foundations they then got a little digger in there dug it all out i mean it's a child's dream to go around and watch all these little diggers um and then also we have already had the cells down there, yeah, on the basement level. On the can first I, floor... Can I just sorry. stop you there, Caroline? Yeah. Because people who haven't been might know what the cells are. Do you, do you know what cells they found? Oh, actually, yeah, I have been told about this. The so actual, I do know. Actual prison cells, yeah. right? The, yes, that's correct. From yes. when it was a courthouse. Yes. Yeah. Which is... Fantastic. It's so exciting going down there into the cell area. And you, you can, you can feel that it's kind of been newly excavated and to be able to walk through that area. Yeah. Is, is phenomenal. So Caroline, they didn't know they were going to find those down there. Oh, we, sorry, we already knew the cells were there. You knew the cells were there. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the people who worked on the project knew the cells were there. Right. But I think that was one of the problems with the building is that not a lot of people in the general community knew that the cells were there. They yeah. weren't accessible to people very often. They might be there on a heritage weekend or if you specifically went on a tour, yeah. but you wouldn't necessarily just go in there to look at the cells. And, yeah. But now I, you can. I didn't know it used to be a 
courthouse. So obviously, if it was a courthouse, it makes sense that it had cells. But I didn't even know that. Yeah. And I yeah. kind of thought I knew a bit of St. Albans history. Yeah. I mean, one of the reasons it's a grade two star listed building is because of the courtroom, <sighs> because that's um, an original Georgian courtroom. And you don't get many, very, there aren't very many of those left. They've all been ripped out and modern ones put in or... Victorian ones put in. It, it is It is particularly pleasing that um, for a museum, it has the building itself has its own history. There is something that uh, um, inspires, I think, when you go to a building that has history in its own walls. Uh, so that's lovely. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. So I stopped you in your tracks there. Sorry, Caroline. So you said dug up the cells and then you moved to the to the ground floor. Uh, yes. Yeah, so on the f- on the ground floor, we've created a new uh, cafe and new shop. Uh, what was the uh, Tourist Information Centre uh, is now the learning studio, the John Apthorpe Learning Studio. And then up onto the first floor, because originally you had the assembly room at the front and you had what were the domestic galleries or where um, the caretaker of the building used to live, to get between the two, you used to have to go down to the ground floor and then back up another set of stairs, which clearly you can't do if you're expecting 200,000 visitors. So we put glazed links on the first floor so you can go all the way around, a bit like a donut, really, because you can't go in the central bit because the courtroom is double height. So you go around the outside and then from the glazed links, you get fabulous views out across the city. It's spectacular. Yeah. And then you, I mean, it is so impressive and it's so beautifully done inside. Really, like there's great, um, it looks like it's a quality renovation project. Yeah, a lot, a lot of attention has gone into choosing the appropriate colours. The courtroom back in, I think it was the 1970s, was painted a very dark brown uh, for a Stephen Fry film about Oscar Wilde's life. Yeah, who knew? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that and so once the uh, conservatives got in there and had a look at the paint and you go back down through the paint and see, actually beforehand, it wasn't that colour. So we then restored it to a much more pleasant colour, much more inviting colour to just sit in the cafe and, and have a coffee or something. So all that wood is original? Yes, it's original wood, but it's been restored and renovated as part of the project. Fantastic. Eleanor, tell us a little bit about your role in the project. Um, well, I'm um, learning and interpretation officer at the museums. So that means that I run the learning programme for schools, families, adults and early years groups at the new museums, Albans Museum and Gallery, but also at Verulamium Museum. Um, so my involvement with the project has very much been around developing ideas for activities um, for all of those audiences basically and working with them quite well very closely to get those right and as Caroline said we've been open since the 8th of June and we're still very much in that testing phase of different things so we're really looking forward to the summer because it's a chance for us to really get get our families in and get them trying out our ideas and really working close with them to make sure that we're doing them right and if we're not you know let's let's make some changes and make them make them better this museum's for everybody so Fantastic. I was going to say, like, what age group are you aiming your activities at? Well, any any age group is welcome in our museum, 100%, but we've got um, programmes running for early years. So we've got Museum Minis, which is every 
last Tuesday of the month, I think, run starting on the 31st of July. So that's two sessions where um, parents or carers can bring their little ones. So that's between two and four um, and have a go at some crafts and look at some objects as well. And then throughout the summer, we really are looking for any age group, really, to come in and try different things. We've got, um, gosh, so many things going on. Um, we, we do work really closely with sort of primary age children predominantly and up to sort of age 13, 14 coming in and making things and trying things out and talking to our reenactors and having a, having a look at some of the wonderful collections. But also, um, you know, teenagers are welcome and we'd love to have them in and it's not a, a space that isn't for, you know, it is for everybody. It's not a space that's boring in any sense. So if you're a teenager out there that's thinking about coming to the museum, do come. There's stuff for everybody. Mm. Absolutely. I mean, from being there, I went on the second day and obviously it was very, it was very mm-hmm. busy, but it, there was a lovely buzz about the place and some of the touches that you mm. had in place I thought were fantastic. You know, the, the, the period judge sitting in the, in the, in <laughs> yeah. the right place and then his, I don't know, his, his assistant, the guy who was. He had a jailer with him a and jailer. then a, a Victorian lady who was peering in on all the cases. So when someone came up from the cells, they were met with our, our judge and they were, uh, had to, uh, answer his, answer their, you know, his, uh, call accordingly with a, with a certain plea to the, uh, to the real court cases that took place there. So our reenactors worked really hard to make that really about our space. Um, so from stealing apples to stealing coats to um, throwing stones, all those kind of things that, that people were having to pretend they'd done. It was really fun. So I'm it glad you came and, and saw that because it was such a buzz that weekend. We did we worked really hard to make sure everyone knew what we were doing and everyone knew we were opening. So Yeah, it was fantastic. And and I loved that they got into the, the role play and yeah. some kids got involved, some ran like the wind because yeah, they, they looked <laughs> utterly terrified of the idea of being in the dock, you know, as they were coming out of the dock. Yeah. But I thought, I thought that was fantastic. But I thought some of the things on display that I'd never even realised were associated with mm-hmm. St. Albans. So for teenagers, you know, it gives you a bit of a, you know, an anchor to your city to know mm-hmm you know all the historical context absolutely and having some pride in where you're from or where you're you're living now you know come and come and find out about it and we're going to talk later about our new trail for um it is for families but it it can be taken and you can explore our museum and then turn it over and you can explore our city and we've had a couple of people try it out and um say i didn't know that i didn't know that and you know that's that's been really heartening as well to know that we're we're sharing different stories all the time and there's always something new to find out so that's our aim at the museum fresh experiences with every visit that's why we're changing the exhibition so much that's why we're doing so many different types of event at the moment to just try and get that flavor right i'd love to talk a little bit more about exactly that because mm-hmm. parents or or children who go there what's there is not permanent right or some of it is some of it isn't some of it is and um, we've got one permanent timeline gallery which is a real showcase of the history of St Albans and it touches on um, Verulamium's history as well as before Verulamium and right up to the present day up to up to Samuel Ryder's influence in the city which is which is a lovely addition um, but we've got changing displays in the rest of the building so the exhibition space Caroline talked about the vault gallery the western gallery downstairs in the basement um that's currently got an exhibition about the print industry in st albans um but that will change in september to a an a fine art exhibition and then um a game exhibition at the end of the year so we're working really hard to choose exhibitions that have different audiences in mind and then work really closely with our visitors and consultation groups to get the activities around them right 
Fantastic. Yeah. And, and can I just ask, um, Eleanor, so we also discussed about the various different activities for families mm-hmm. and you spoke about uh, for the mini museum goers. Um, where can our listeners find out about what's on what days? Because obviously with the summer holidays coming up mm-hmm. uh, and if it's going to be as baking as it has been, then, you know, I can just imagine lovely walk down to Verulamium Park, a couple of hours in the museum or an hour in the museum, depending on what age kids. Um, where, where can they find out what activities on what days? I would suggest the best place to look is, is online. Yep. Uh, we've got a really lovely new website. We're really proud of it. So it's normansmuseums.org.uk. And you can search for events by uh, date, by venue. So you can look at what's on at Verulamium if you fancy a day in the park as well. Yep. Um, and you can look at St. Albans Museum and Gallery events as well. But you can also look at, um, by, by family. So you can sort it in that way. Excellent. Um, so you can look at things that are free and things that might have a small cost to them. So it really is quite agile in that way. We hope it is anyway. And we'd love people's feedback on it. If it's not, if it's not working, do tell us. But, um, the feedback so far has been really, really good. So, um, yeah, I would suggest our website is the best place. We also have really active social media channels so twitter facebook and instagram and we really welcome people's feedback there as well so if you come to museum take a selfie and post it to us because we love seeing people um enjoying the museum and uh, all of our sites so well that's that's a really nice um it feels like the consultation process is almost an ongoing thing we're Mm. here now it's open but um people of st albans can interact with you tell you what they think Mm -hmm. the exhibitions that they like the activities that they like or the ones that they think could be improved in 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 particular ways mm-hmm. um so it's really encouraging to hear that you know the museums are are looking into that um so uh what do you think is the best thing that's coming up over the summer holidays oh gosh good question i'm struggling to remember it all we've got so much going on um well we, we're launching our summer program next saturday so right. saturday the 28th of july okay. is our summer family festival at the new museum um and we are launching our new museum trail then um which is free so you can take it straight away on saturday and um go and explore the city and the museum as well um um We'll, we'll have lots going on on next Saturday, so face painting, and we've got a, a visiting um, fortune teller um, from the Victorian period. She's she can tell your fortune, and lots of different things going on. A bit of a sort of festival atmosphere, different little little, little different activities to do, and then. Um, yeah, so that's sort of to to push the, the whole, you know, to sort of celebrate the fact that summer's come. Well, it's been here for a couple of weeks now, but the summer holidays. Um, and then we've got lots of different things going on. We've got two artists in residence at the end of end of August for a season called And So She Did, where, a ce- where we're celebrating six women um, who were... Um, really influential, influential in St Albans and one that still is today so that's really great we're creating some community artwork pieces um, we've got a three dimensional paper engineer and a textile artist that's at the end of August the last two weeks of the holidays uh, so I'm really excited about that because that's taking place in our assembly room so it's our first time we're going to be running a sort of big event in there for the, across those two weeks and those artworks will be on display um, in September for Heritage Open Days weekend, which is I think the 8th and 9th of September and then the 15th and 16th of September. It's over two weekends this year. Um, and then we've got all sorts. So we've got museum explorer kits. People can come and borrow magnifying glasses and wear their special um, explorer kits to go and explore the museum. That's a really little ones. And um, there's talks going on every Wednesday afternoon for adults to come and have a sort of spotlight on history Um where our curators and conser- cons- conservation team are um, 
showcasing different parts of the parts of the museum sort of get you give you the inside information on how our 3D printer is working in our print exhibition, for example. Um, but I think the best place to, to look is on is on our website, because yeah. I could probably talk for a really long time. Um, and there's so much going on at Verilamium as well. We've got an activity every single week down there as well to keep that to keep that going. So I'll be flying from between, keep me fit. Yeah, I bet, I yeah. bet. And I love the kind of activities that you do at Verilamium. I love the, the themes. They're always fantastic, like make a mosaic mm-hmm. or, you know, yep. uh, you know, classes and different workshops we've got a mosaic making workshop on the 7th of august um yes 7th of august tuesday 7th of august and we've also got um someone telling the stories of tessa wheeler um on the 24th of august she was um married to mortimer wheeler and they both excavated verilamium so we've got a a storyteller telling her story because she's a, a woman hidden from history often so wow. we brought her back to life. It's such a varied program. I think what's really interesting is there really is so much going on and uh, for so many different types of, you know, interests, art, you know, uh, uh, history itself, mm-hmm. uh, local history. And then obviously once you get into, you know, uh, Verilamium and Roman history, um, there's just so much to offer. And what a great resource for, yeah. I hate to say it, but we are the parent show. What a great resource for children to getting excited about all these different uh, periods in history mm-hmm. and and the women uh, of St Albans uh you know the women of history uh for the centenary year this year yeah that's why we've chosen that theme uh, mm-hmm. so that's that's fantastic stop showing off Seema yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, yeah I know it is fantastic and I love the kind of variety of of um exhibitions that are going to happen like some of that stuff it's outside my comfort zone it's not the kind of thing that I'd necessarily go to a museum for so it's great to get exposure mm-hmm. to such a, a wide variety of things like my my son when we went to um what's the the top floor room called the assembly room the assembly room and there's this i don't know if it's still like the exhibition yeah, of roses like that really captured his imagination and he doesn't have an artistic flair whatsoever it was interesting that a nine-year-old boy it was the thing that he came away talking about the most it was very surprising oh wow yeah. that's lovely to hear that very very impressive and now um caroline as trustee yes you're obviously it's it's got off to a great start uh and now um how how are you going forward what are, what are the plans now you know is this is this your job done uh, <laughs> uh no it's 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 not no um so the uh whole project was 7.75 million and That's a lot of money yeah a rather lot of money uh 2.8 million from the heritage lottery fund but that included money going forward for the first three years so once it's open it also covered three years of developing the family program uh, developing the other learning things um and putting on the exhibitions uh, conserving the objects so we still have some fundraising to do um as a trust we have to raise 1.7 million and we have 170,000 left to raise so not quite finished my work yet and once sorry just once that has finished we will then continue to support the museum by encouraging local businesses to sponsor exhibitions and things like that and working to help bring funding in because it's expensive to put on exhibitions and things absolutely we're we're, you please don't go anywhere caroline and and Oh my gosh, Eleanor. Eleanor, I'm so sorry. Um, we're going to just take a little break and we'll come back and we're going to speak to Helen Burridge from BID about the family trail. And we hope you'll stay with us and we'll come back to you at the very end. 
the radio station for Marshallswick, Batchwood and Jersey Farm. 92.6 FM, Radio Verulam. The Parent Show is sponsored by Neve Solicitors. Neve Solicitors are proud to sponsor The Parent Show. The friendly team at Neves includes specialists who can guide you through all the legal ups and downs of family life. Visit nevesolicitors.co.uk. Welcome back to The Parents Show on Radio Verulam 92.6 FM. I'm Lydia Alcoury. I'm Seema Barker. Now, tonight's show is all about the wonderful new museum up in uh, St. Albans City Centre. And we've been talking to Eleanor Payne and Caroline Eldred, who've been working on this for quite some time. Actually, I must ask Eleanor exactly how long afterwards. We'll come back to you at the end of the show. But um, we... To help us get another aspect to um, to the whole project, we're joined by phone by Helen Burridge from BID. Hi, Helen. Hello, how are you doing? Not too bad. How are you? Very well, thank you. Well, it's lovely to have your, your dulcet tones on the parent show <laughs> this evening. So tell us, tell us about BID and tell us about the family trail. So, St Albans Bid is funded by the businesses in the city centre of St Albans. Uh, they pay into a pot, and it is my job in the bid office to make sure that that pot is spent to benefit them and the community of St Albans to discover and explore the city and uh, enjoy all that the city businesses have to offer. And so, when Eleanor approached uh, Bid to talk about the uh, museum trail, it was a perfect synergy. She and the Heritage Lottery Fund need the visitors to the museum to explore the city and that's exactly what BID wants people to do as well so it was a perfect fit. Lovely marriage. Yeah, beautiful Great. thing. Yeah. And Eleanor is a beautiful thing so it all works out beautifully. <laughs> this, we, we are realising that, we are indeed realising <laughs> that. So tell us, um, tell us about the family trail, how does it work? So um, you go to the museum and you ask for the family trail and they give it to you for zero pounds. It is a beautiful bargain. Um, And it takes you from the museum around the city via George Street, the cathedral, Hollywell Hill, uh, the cathedral quarter, and then back up to the museum. And you have to answer questions about the city that you will discover on your merry way. That's excellent. I'm assuming, given it's the parents' show, but it is on 8 o'clock, I'm assuming that your listeners have mostly passed the watershed. There is a, there's, a, there's a dangerous pause there. That was wonderful. Um, there is a, so the facts that I'm going to give you won't be on the uh, trail because it's a little bit risque. But um, if you go down Marketplace to French Row and there is a Tudor archway to the right leading into Crystal Place, there is a uh, carved wooden um, lady of ample bosom. And that demonstrates that St. Albans used to have a little bit of a... Um, a shop, a vend- vending machine for ladies. I can't work out a way of putting no. it um, Yeah. Surely I didn't realise you were going to go that risque. I thought ample bosom was the risque thing. There's more. There's more. Full on. That, that, that was <laughs> the location of a brothel at the Christopher Inn. No. Which is what Christopher Place is named after. So, not that fact, because I don't think Eleanor or I, I would have to job, say that. But that's <laughs> not on the family trail. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the family no. You might see it if you're inquisitive. Well, I'm, wondering if you not. To, I'm wondering if, the, if, if this is opening up a gap for the adult trail. But we'll, come, <laughs> well, I, I think, you know, Eleanor needs to look after many different audiences. There might be an after hours trail. <laughs> yes. <quite> Thanks, Helen. <laughs> dear, <laughs> dear me. It's only 8.30, guys. Can we keep it a bit cleaner than this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. This, yeah, absolutely. So, um, but the lovely thing about the trail is, A, a it's free. B, you get to learn beautiful facts. And see, it's got gorgeous illustrations. I don't know whether any of your listeners have done the Verulamium Trail that takes you from the museum into the park and around the um, 
the, the finds in the park. The, but they've got the same illustrator in it. It's a thing of beauty. It's absolutely stunning piece of print. And I get excited about print, so that's also another lovely thing about it. Well, you've probably guilted in half the parents in St. Albans into doing it because they probably haven't done Verilamium. Now they feel they've got to do both. But <laughs> yeah. Well, what we, St. Albans bid was responsible for the Nutcracker Trail last year. And what we discovered is that kids love a trail. Oh, absolutely. The Nutcracker Trail was fantastic. It, it, it was really an exciting. And I think from, I know, um, with the bonkers weather that we've had recently, and I've had people come over to St. Albans, friends, and Verulamin Park, and they're, you know, around the cathedral, and they just say, oh, you're so lucky you live here. And I think we're all probably guilty of taking it for granted. You know, we, we, we go into town, we've got to grab our things, and actually we don't stop to look around us and the family trial is going to be something that will give people the opportunity to do that um, with their children but they're still going to be bringing to their own attention how much there is to see. Oh, absolutely. My mum always used to say if you want to know the history of somewhere look above the shop front mm-hmm. and the, one of the lovely things about St Albans is that there is so much visible history, 2,000 years of it right in the city centre and beyond and so if you get this trail you can find out where the courthouse was which was now WH Smith. You can find out what happened at the um, the Reese shop was the old corn exchange because that's the farmer's market expanding. There's Wax House Gate. You have to work out what was sold at Wax House Gate. There's all this stuff that's right under our noses that we don't even take a moment to look at. And you don't get that kind of thing from shopping online. No, so. <laughs> no quite. And, I, and, and, any, and you don't get that kind of thing in many places anyway. I mean, that's the thing is, like you well, say, yeah. we, we are particularly privileged um, yes. being in a city that has so much history right, oh, uh, right in the centre of it. And listen, uh, Helen, how long is the trail for those parents who've got whingy kids? <laughs> I would say it's manageable and it's as long as you want it to be. Okay. On the basis that it's, you, your listeners will know the route from the museum, down George Street, round the cathedral, uh, Sumpty Yard, Hollywell Hill and back again. So you can linger as much as you like. Mm-hmm. Or the other thing, similar to the Nutcracker Trail, because it's a free trail, it's going to be running and reprinted for as many years to come as Eleanor and I like fancy it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you could do it in stages as well. Yeah. So you could you could even do it over a number of different days or over the holidays or when you're next in town, have it in your bag if you need a bit of a respite from your shopping. And then when you've finally completed it, you can take it back to the museum for a little reward and leave it six months. The children will have forgotten. You can do it again. Um, and so when you say the children will have forgotten, how, how, what, kind, what kind of age group do you think this family trail is for, Helen? Um, I would say primary to lower secondary. Um, so, I, I mean, ultimately, I'm a bit of a geek, so I'll drag my kids onto any kind of historical trail. But I, I think my four- or five-year-old would enjoy spotting elements in buildings, and my older daughter would enjoy the references to Romans and monks and all the other stuff. So I think... I think it would be appropriate for, yeah, keen, keen 11, 12-year-olds who aren't too cool to hang out with their parents and, and the younger ones as well. That's fantastic. Helen, brilliant. We, I mean, I think you've got us all hooked. And so <laughs> they pop into the museum, pick it up, and um, off you go. It'll be available from next Saturday, That's and right, then there'll yeah. be a host of activities uh, throughout the summer. And, yeah, and I, congratulations to everybody involved with the museum and gallery. I cannot tell you how proud the bid and the city is for everything and the work that's been put into it. It's just phenomenal. It is indeed. Yeah, no, it's such a fantastic thing to have in the middle. Like, what a building to have in the middle of our, you know, city centre and to have so, you know, to be such a rich resource at the same time. It's fabulous. Indeed. So, Thank Helen, you very much. Are you doing the face painting on Saturday? 
Oh, I'll be straight up there front and centre. My kids know I need a face painting first. In fact, Eleanor will tell you the day that it opened, God love her, she was barely standing. She was so exhausted from everything. And I just produced a glitter box lady at her and said, this woman needs glitter. <laughs> it was good. I did. I did. I did yeah. need glitter. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Helen. Thank you very Brilliant. much. Brilliant. Have a lovely evening, Helen. Thanks for joining Thank us. Fantastic. The Parent Show is sponsored by Neve Solicitors. Neve Solicitors are proud to sponsor The Parent Show. The friendly team at Neve's includes specialists who can guide you through all the legal ups and downs of family life. Visit nevesolicitors.co.uk. Neve Solicitors, your complete legal solution. If you're hearing this, then think of all the other listeners. You could be advertising to them through one of our excellent value advertising deals. Not only could we produce your advert, we can offer a high number of daily broadcasts to our loyal audience, making Radio Verulam an excellent choice for all businesses, from the local salon to the biggest hotels. Get in touch now, sales at radioverulam.com, to arrange your bespoke deal. The radio station for Sandridge, Sopwell and Park Street. 92.6 FM, Radio Verulam. Family life has its ups and downs, and at Neve Solicitors, we're here to help with all your legal matters. Whatever your circumstances, we know how to handle even the most delicate situations. Our experienced family law specialists offer friendly, sympathetic advice on everything from trust funds to property, from partnership breakdown to wills and probate. To arrange a free consultation, visit nevesolicitors.co.uk. Neve Solicitors, your complete legal solution. Welcome back to The Parents Show on Radio Verulam 92.6 FM. So tonight's show is all about the wonderful new museum in St Albans and all it has to offer families. Now, we've been talking about the project, how it's got to where it is now. We've been talking about the family trail. And then a very important aspect is a consultation process that went on with local schools. So to that end, we have um, Faye joining us Faye from Bernard's Heath Junior School joining us and she's a year five teacher how are you Faye? I'm well thank you how are you? Great and thank you so much for joining us on the parents show so you were part of the um, the teacher consultation um, before the museum opened can you tell us a bit about your experience? Yeah, absolutely. It was it was really positive and interesting. Um, Ellen has worked so hard to get lots of people involved and in, in joining uh, in with this consultation. Um, and she was what was really refreshing was that she wanted to open up her ideas for discussion and, and actually took our ideas on, on board as well and was really responsive to them. Um, and it just means that it makes teachers, I think, and professionals feel like the museum is, is taking account of schools' needs and, and really thinking about what will make... Um, things more beneficial for our, our pupils learning but it was really interesting that, now that's interesting um Faye when you say that taking account of your needs which is great what what kind of things do you mean by um the needs of of, of schools and uh, and and what teachers think the museum should offer so that, listening to what we needed of the curriculum so links because it can be sometimes really difficult to find trips that perfectly fit what you're doing at school um, but Eleanor was really interested in, in, and, and actively came to our schools to hear about what we were doing and where the museum could fit in, not just in history, but across the curriculum, um, which just then makes it so much more achievable for us to offer these uh, opportunities to the children, um, yes, which has really helped. 
And I mean, it's it's so lovely to hear a consultation process was actually a real consultation process. Quite often you kind of get cynical, don't you? Because you, you hear about it, but you wonder. But it sounds like Eleanor really reached out to the community and to schools about uh, yes. how, to, how to get it right. Definitely, definitely. It was it was a really enjoyable afternoon that we spent all together, and then we've had email contact since. And it's just I learnt loads. Not just I learnt so much about St Albans just from Eleanor speaking to us, um, but just hearing other colleagues from different schools and different age groups was really beneficial for me because it gave me ideas to go back to burn a teeth with and talk to my colleagues about. Um, so it's been kind of universally helpful and something that we can build on. I'm hoping as we go on. Fantastic. And it means that you don't have to actually hire three minibuses and bring the children across the country to have a historical experience. You could, you, you can affect walk there. Exactly, exactly. We were lucky enough uh, to be chosen to come. My class got to come for a, a kind of trial visit. And we did. We just walked down there and it was so easy. It takes so little, um, hiring as like you said of the coaches and the funding that we you know is is difficult for schools at the moment that just makes it so much more achievable um so it all around is just a brilliant experience for the children Faye um sorry Faye um I'm, I have to put you on the spot here when you said that um it's not just history but it's other parts of the curriculum I, I'm fascinated by that what, what do you mean by that how are the children going to have or how are the parents going to see perhaps that uh they're children visiting the museum are going to benefit in other ways apart from history so when we when we had this walk around with my class we uh, my favorite bit was were the prison cells in the courtroom mm-hmm. even though it was hard to choose but that was and the reason was because the conversations the children had were about empathy and understanding thinking about who might have been in these prison cells why they might have been there how they would have felt uh, discussions around democracy and it just opened up so yeah. many different areas that you can cover. And I know Eleanor's talked to me a lot about PSHE in particular. Yeah, that's what um, I was thinking. Yeah, there's so much you can cover there. And, and we've talked about different those science things that you can bring in and all sorts, which just opens it for the schools. Fantastic. And tell us, Faye, like, would you encourage other schools to make a part of the trip? What years would it fit? Um, tell us a bit more about how the schools could build it into their calendar. Okay, so I, I would encourage them to really get in contact um, with with Eleanor in the museum because I think they're, they're open to discussing it and finding out more, and there's lots of information on the website. Um, I think that it applies certainly is really easy to put into the primary curriculum. Um, I, I can only really speak from a junior point of view, but I can see lots of areas we, we can fit it in and build it in as, as we go along with changing our curriculum and adding bits in. Um, but I, we definitely, when we were discussing it in the consultation, saw early years practitioners saw lots they could do. And we also saw uh, connections that secondary school students can make as well. Um, so I would highly recommend them looking into putting in. And it might not be something they can do straight away, but hopefully something they can can work with the museum to, to add in. Fantastic. And like as parents, what... What kind of support can we lend to schools for visits like this or to help visits like this be more frequent or easier? Um, I think, you know, coming from the the parents we have at our school, just continuing the support they give to to the trips that we have. So offering to come and help if they need to walk the children down. We always have lots of parents who offer that. Uh, Also, you know, we talked earlier about the funding and and the difficulty it can be. Some schools, unfortunately, probably aren't walking distance from the museum. 
So uh, we've had a really successful St. Albans Day that we had where they dressed in yellow and blue and raised some, some money for the museum, as I know other schools did, um, or raising money through the PPA so that they could get those ho- coaches to go to the museum more frequently. That's fantastic. So, so your school actually raised money and contributed to the museum? Yeah, yeah. There's a plaque in the museum that you can see in the learning centre that has the names of all the schools that did that um, and, and raised money. And they've got the uh, put up there, which is, is lovely for the children to see when they get there as well. Absolutely. It gives them even more ownership over, over uh, the place, over the, the museum. Exactly. Fantastic. And tell us, what was your favourite bit about the whole experience, Faye? Uh, so it's so hard to decide. I think, it, as I said, I loved the prison cells in the courtroom. I also, there's a bit upstairs, as you go upstairs, you can see all of the different people that have connections to St. Albans, and then there's an interactive display um, where you can find out more. And the children were completely taken by that because they got so many uh, ideas and, and references to people they had no idea had connections to where they're from. Um, and they were just absolutely buzzing when we left the museum, had so much to talk about. Fantastic. I bet you had classes, many classes afterwards, just kind of digesting all the information. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It sounds like, in fact, um, uh, you know, this is good because if schools are able to integrate it into their calendar and you're talking about different year groups, different classes um, and repeat visits because there's going to be different exhibitions on, uh, then the museum should have quite a footfall in the future as well. Yeah, uh, and 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 if schools are engaging in the way that you're talking about, Burns Heath obviously have, um, then the um, museum will be able to take ideas from them as well. Eleanor, is that is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, hello, Faye. Hi. <laughs> hey, um, yeah, I mean that's that's the idea to make sure that we're as open as possible. Um, there's no point in me and my colleagues sitting in a room telling deciding what, what's right for schools we need to talk to them and have that conversation continuously open so we've run three uh, previews recently at the end of June and beginning of July for different age um, different teachers that teach different age groups with early years primary and secondary and loads of really great creative conversations came from that and the main thing I wanted to tell them was this is the start of our conversation um, with you with you as a school um, to get get it right because then schools change things so we need to know about that you can't do everything bespoke all the time but there's always going to be patterns there's always going to be ways we can do things together um and we're going to run some more of those in the autumn so if you're a teacher listening out listening do look out for those on our website again there's a section called learn and that is covered that covers everything we've got in there on 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 off of schools at the moment but that will be changing a lot because of the different exhibitions so we'll be offering different programmes alongside them. Not every exhibition, we can't do everything, but there'll be certain things that we certainly will want to push with schools and because we know they're going to be interested in them because we've got these great relationships with people like Faye who have just been so brilliant and, and interested. Um, we know we can call on them, like like this amazing favour tonight doing this this show, but also um, just, to, just to be there and say, quick, can I have a quick ten minutes with you? And that's, that's priceless for us. And I think what's uh, what's also priceless is the fact that you're not just here raising awareness of the museum. Actually, we're talking to people who have been involved in the consultation, who are um, alive to the idea of it being beneficial to children and to adults alike. And, I mean, I can hear Faye's very excited yeah. about the museum itself, which is great because you're talking as an adult, not just as, as an educator. Um, I mean, I, you know, we're talking about it on the parents' show, but this is something that everybody's going to enjoy. Do you think, Faye? 
Definitely, definitely. I think my colleagues, and one of them referenced the fact that she's pretty sure I live there because it's brilliant for the children <laughs> in my class. Yeah, I've been there so many times. I've been to the cafe, sit in the courtroom. I just, I love it. And I, everyone I've been with absolutely raves about it. I just think it's a great place to visit. Oh, now, now I'm feeling particularly guilty that I haven't even been there <laughs> once. I'm definitely going to get that done this weekend. And actually, talking about that, what, what are the opening hours of the museum for people... Um, it's 10 until 5, Monday through to Saturday, and then 12 until 5 on Sundays. Oh, wow, brilliant. Open on Sundays as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's really helpful. Including the cafe. Fantastic. Oh, that's really important. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I love the cafe. So, Faye Honey Bell from Bernard Teeth, thanks a million for joining us on The Parent Show. Thank you. Take care. Bye. The radio station for Frogmore, Colney Heath and St Albans. 92.6 FM, Radio Verulam. Welcome back. We're in the last section of the parents show for this week. And we've been talking about the St. Albans Museum. We've been coming at it from every angle. It's been really, really interesting. And we're very lucky to have Eleanor and Caroline still in the studio with us now. So, Eleanor, um, we just wanted to ask you, t- talk to us a little bit about the school's f- fundraising. So, as we, as we heard from, um, from Faye, schools actually fundraise to contribute to the construction of the museum they they did caroline and i worked um with another volunteer called sarah last year to encourage schools to uh, do some fundraising that was quite quite simple not asking them to do too much or expecting them to you know donate loads of loads of cash but when you've got lots of children that are interested um in dressing up in blue and yellow for the day as face just said that they did um for to celebrate the Auburn weekend it was the friday before wasn't it caroline it was yeah um and so um and they could all bring a small contribution that they could choose you know that whatever they felt they could contribute um and um come dressed in those colors for the day it was a really nice celebration and we got loads of lovely photographs in the in the paper of children dressed up um we also suggested they could just donate a, a proportion of their uh, regular summer fate if they wanted to do they couldn't administration wise do anything more than that and that was great or we had we suggested that they could do a cake sale so those sort of really simple fundraising ideas that go down really well with children and families yeah cakes and, are always a winner oh certainly <laughs> yeah with everyone everywhere um but caroline they raised how much in total uh, schools raised nearly eight thousand pounds towards the project and i'm just so yeah. delighted that we were able to celebrate those schools by putting their names mm-hmm. above the learning studio glass doors what, what a lovely there's, thing. There's to room do. for more. Ah, well, that's what we wanted to ask you. Great. So the, the door is open. There's a chance to kind oh. of, for schools to still play a role in it and get their name up on the, on ab- the board. Ab- absolutely, yes. I mean, we'd love to, I'd love to see all the schools in the area put their name up. We actually have one school that's in Cheshire whose name is up wow. there. Wow. Okay. That's a bit of a long shot. I've, we don't actually know how come they sent us a donation, but we, but you very grateful. <laughs> uh, yeah. I've become a fundraiser over the past seven I, years <laughs> I, I, I think you would have been amiss if you hadn't and yeah. and so the fundraising is still going on it is yes and yeah. and so can you t- what kind of things have you got in mind so that's great you've talked to us about schools and um there'll be lots of local schools hopefully listening into this and it's nice for children to have a stake in the museum um it's great so many schools do things for national charities but it, it would be nice to do something for a local um organization as well but other ways that people can get involved 
There are, I mean, one of the um, fantastic sort of, I would say, success stories of the fundraising has been the honours boards down in the basement. So it connects, it's a corridor that connects the Western Gallery, which is the new gallery, basement gallery, with the original cells. Mm-hmm. So people donated £250 and we would put the name there, whether it was their name, loved one, sort of just, you know, Eldred family or something along those lines. And then we thought, that was a very lovely idea, and we thought we would raise £50,000 maybe from that. Yep. We actually have raised closer to £400,000 wow. from that, Fantastic. which is in, an incredible amount. And we're just so grateful to everybody who has donated. It's just been wonderful. Yeah, big thank you to all those people. That's and, a, yeah. is, there, really is there any space left? We were just discussing that this morning in our fundraising meeting, and there are some uh, smaller spaces left. We are We have a waiting list for there's two blank boards we've got a waiting list for that which is almost full and then we have a couple of spaces left where we could potentially put some more boards so we're investigating that and we will let people know about it through community news through facebook twitter things like that that's fantastic and again it just all comes back to the ownership the community really is helping shape the the museum it's amazing yeah, I mean the whole the whole idea of the museum is for the whole community to come and learn about the rich heritage of the area, um, but not only to come into the museum, but also to signpost people out around the historic city of St Albans, which is why the the bid support of the family trail is just so wonderful. It's a, it's it really is such a lovely marriage of two. That's fantastic. Very very complementary mm. ideas, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And Caroline, how do you feel? Seven years in, are you exhausted? Are you burned out? <laughs> <laughs> um, mixture of everything, really. Plus yeah. elation. I mean, we've. I mean, obviously, you're going to have some people who don't like it, and I understand that. But we've had so many people who are saying how wonderful it is, and I, I'm just absolutely thrilled and very proud to have been part of it. Really proud. I, I bet you are. I mean, and to see it in its completed state, it must be a bit, a bit like a dream in ways. Yes. Uh, to actually sit in meetings for the past seven years, and there comes a point where you think, oh, will this actually happen? Yeah. Because not all meetings go smoothly. Um, some of them can be a little contentious and a little fractious. I bet. Um, I'm being very diplomatic here. <laughs> um, but to actually, I think, to go in there a couple of days before opening and to sit in the courtroom and to see people walking on the glass glazed links and to think, wow, this is actually happening. This is really opening. That was a really wonderful moment for me, actually. It was um, brilliant. Lovely. So... Eleanor Payne and Caroline Eldred, thank you so much personally for doing such a fantastic job, you know, and, and keep up the great work. I'm sure the last last milestone will come quite easily. Well, it's 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 really been a, 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 a live discussion. It's, it's lovely that I feel completely inspired and I know lots of our listeners will do because it's not just about the finished building. It's actually about so much that is going on and uh, the future you've talked about and and these great exhibitions that are coming up and the way different people in the community can get involved um it's uh, fantastic so uh, i hope everybody's going to go as soon as possible neve solicitors are proud to sponsor the parent show the friendly team at neves includes specialists who can guide you through all the legal ups and downs of family life visit nevesolicitors.co.uk Neve Solicitors, your complete legal solution.